Hi, and welcome to the Boat Princess podcast. My name is Nikki Vo, and I'm your host. I am a boat owner, a marina owner, a director on the Marina Industries Association, and a huge advocate for boating. In this series, I'm sharing the stories from every nook of the boating industry with the intention of encouraging more women to join me and for more women to get behind the helm too. I want to share the experience and opportunities of boating, of the boating industry, and I want you to join me as I bring the conversations and answer all the questions you've had. Boating is not just for the glamorous and rich and famous. It's full of beautiful and interesting people making the most of our natural environment and getting out there, enjoying the waterways. So let's set off the lines, take over the helm and escape to the world of boating. Welcome to another episode of the Boat Princess podcast. I am with two lovely ladies here at Princess Yachts in Plymouth. I have Danielle Dickinson, who is head of dealer marketing, and Emma Cotton, who is head of communications. Welcome, ladies. Hello. Thank you for having us. It's nice to have you here. Now, normally I, I talk to my guests about their careers and how they've got here and all those sorts of things, but Emma and I were having a little bit of a chat at luncheon and it suddenly occurred to me, and this is when some of the big podcasts come come around because we spontaneously think of something that we really actually need to discuss on that on this podcast, and that is that there are some challenges that are particular to women in the workplace. Um, and one of them is, of course, um, having children and leaving the workplace and coming back to the workplace after you've had children. Um, so we're going to get, delve into that a little bit, have a little bit of fun with it, because it is challenging. <laughs> we do have some great stories from it. It's, it's a roller coaster. <laughs> it's a ride for sure. <laughs> so Emma, I know you have had a very illustrious and successful career. Um, over a broad span of different types of companies. Um, but part of that was you left the workforce at one point to have children. Can you tell me a little bit about how that was for you? Yeah, I, we were still living in London at the time when I had my son, who's now 15, troublesome teenager. Actually, he's not troublesome at all. He's absolutely delightful all of the time. And um, honestly... How much, how much did he you <laughs> Definitely not enough. I think we talked at lunchtime about just how expensive children are <laughs> by the minute. Um, and so, yeah, I had my, had my son at St. Thomas's in, uh, in London and sort of had six months off and went straight back to work and he was in nursery. And so I wasn't off for very long. Um, and that maternal guilt, which is ever present the minute you've had a child, I mean, yeah. you're immediately feeling guilty about literally everything. What are they eating? What are they not eating? What, how much are they sleeping? What are, they, are they not sleeping? Who are they mixing with? I mean, this is, you know, um, it's just a complete sort of uh, messes with your mind, really, doesn't it, in, in, in lots of ways. So he went back to nursery kind of full time and, you know, feeling a bit guilty about that. And we made a, a decision to move back down to Devon where I'd grown up and, we, you know, wanted children to have the same kind of upbringing that I had, you know, going to the beach after school for picnics, learning to sail and water ski. And I'd got family and lots of my friends that I'd been at school with had started had started at that point to gravitate back towards that sort of illustrious pull of the seaside and starting to have, you know, everyone's getting married and having children. And so, you know, already there's a strong community there and um so 
we're like, right, we're going to do it. We were buying a business and, you know, my husband's company had an office down in Devon. And so it was all going to be be great. And, and I, um, at the time, was a director for a marketing agency in London, working with big FMCG clients like Coca-Cola and, and the like. And so I went in to resign. And my boss at the time, who's still, you know, a really great friend um, still, uh, you know, he said, I don't don't want you to resign. How can we make this work? And he's always been very pro. You know, he likes, as we talked about over lunch, you know, actually loves recruiting women who have come back from maternity leave because they're focused on, you know, the job at hand. They're always time poor and so they're juggling and they're quite efficient. Yes. He said, how can we make this work? And I'm going back sort of 13 years now, this, this was. He's like, you go down to London, we'll pay for you to come up once, twice a week. We The, the meeting, the board meetings, once a month, the invite would go out subject to childcare that I had in place and they would move it if there was a problem. Wow. So it's, you know, it, it was, that, you know, yeah. a bit ahead of its time in some respects. I mean, I think there's, you know, probably come onto it later, but I think there's there's more of an understanding of that flexibility required by employers and employees, and it's a two-way thing, um, in uh, on the back of the pandemic. But... Um, so we did that, but I stopped being full time. So I said, I'm not, I can't do full time. He's like, do two days a week, hours that suit you. It might be half an hour one day. It might be a whole day in London the next. It might be nothing this week because the kids have got, you know, things on. There might not be a project, you know, and, and it would be very flexible. And so that's how we did it. But I stepped out of that, you know, corporate climbing the ladder environment um, because I wanted to be, doing the school runs I we went I went on and had a, another child and um, whilst I was still keeping my hand in a little bit and helping run the family business and doing a bit of consultancy it was stepping away from from the day to nine to five office um, environment which was daunting at first absolutely because you know your career's always defined you like before you have children that's you know the first thing you kind of talk about you know who are you? Yeah. What do you do? Yeah. Um, yeah. And and so it was, yeah, it was it was a complete change of, of, of pace. Great to have been able to have the opportunity to be to be around, but um, I don't think you notice the difference until you then find that you need to go back to work. Yeah. And that's yeah, that's and when that's I when you actually felt and I, I always find it fascinating when women say, I was only doing a little bit of consultancy and a little bit of that, a little bit of this. And actually actually you're doing yeah. so much more. You're kind of justifying it doing. because you're not there full time, therefore it's just a little bit of something on the yeah. on the side as well as juggling the children in the house and the blah and the this and this you know parenthood is it's a full-time job in itself you know of course. Like there's yeah. no there's no sort of switching off from it you get home at the end of the day and that's it it's full-on still and you know whether you've got children who are very young or sort of slightly more grown up there's definitely different different ends of that spectrum you know emma and i've been talking about all the different clubs and activities and various things she's ferrying her kids off to and I've got the other end of the spectrum uh, a two-year-old at home and you know so that's sort of still knee-deep in the chaos of toddlerhood um you know it's it's, no sleep some sleep it's it's yeah but when they get older they go to bed later I'm like sometimes thinking could you please go to bed I'm exhausted I mean I don't feel I can go to bed before the children but I do think they need to start you know at least having some consideration for the older folk in the house (laughs) so Danny we've delved a little bit there into into your current situation which is 
if I guess very different to Emma's in, the, in that you're in the start of, of that whole having children time of your life. So tell us about your experience of that. So yeah, I've got a two-year-old uh, little boy at home and um, another baby on the way due uh, in a few months' time. And so yeah, it's been a complete life-changing experience, which I always knew it would be. But as Emma says, it's it's a huge change of pace to your life. You know, I went from, you know, 10 years working uh, at Princess and then suddenly to step away from it all and to no longer have that sort of... Uh, that sort of huge defining sort of part of your life, you know, that is your work and something, you know, like you feel very strongly and passionate about. I wouldn't have been in this industry for as long as I have if I didn't love what I do. But suddenly stepping away from that to then the chaos of nappies and sleepless nights and and everything that, that entails, sort of it's, it's a huge step change. And then sort of coming back into the, the work environment off the back of that, sort of having had, I took about nine months uh, off completely and then sort of did a bit of a phased return uh, so came back on a, a sort of a stepped part-time basis before coming back full-time after after having 12 months in total and it, it it's a huge adjustment it's trying to kind of refine your your place in the world and because obviously things have moved on dramatically sort of in that time because a year is a it's a long time in the calendar of events and sort of things that happen and then having to try and sort of re-establish yourself. It's, it's, it's quite a daunting thing to do sort of when you've had such a long time of, of sort of being just in, in the thick of it and involved in it sort of to the fullest degree, then stepping away and coming back. It's, yeah, it's pretty, it can be pretty daunting. Yeah. So, yeah, we were discussing earlier when we were that it knocks your confidence a bit. There's definitely an element of that. I think, you know, I think as, as I said to you earlier, I, su- I suppose I was probably out of the nine to five for, I'd say, five years. And I got to the, to the point where both the kids were well established in primary school and settled into routines. And I was doing some work from home, but I, for me, I, I needed something else. I needed to get back into it. And we're, you know, fortunate that, my husband runs the family business and so has flexibility to if I'm not doing a school run, he can do a school run and, you know, I'm very much have a, a shared responsibility for our kids, you know. And yeah. so it's, you know, I, I'm really lucky to have that support and that partnership. Um, but I, I'm, you know, I felt that I'm for my own, you know, I think I phrased it at lunchtime before I spontaneously combusted and my <laughs> brain exploded into a million different pieces of whatever that I needed for my own sanity and to, you know, stop all the grey matter from completely dying off. I needed to go back in to that corporate environment. And so I did and I um I I joined a, a drinks company as their marketing communications director. And and that was great. Um but I went from sitting on a board of a marketing agency, the only woman ran the table, which that's fine. I, you know, that's quite often been the case all the way through my career. But I'd sit in these board meetings and, you know, you were the bright young thing. I was always the youngest around the table. And then I kind of went back into corporate life and suddenly I was just a little bit old. Like, I mean, not old, but I wasn't the young, you know, now yeah. I'm one of the older people in the team as opposed to being kind of like, senior and young mm. if you see what I mean mm. and mm. so that was a real absolute readjustment that kind of knocked me sideways a little bit and then there's the confidence thing you know things do move on you know especially in the digital sphere um 
but just uh, just in the way some things are done and you have to and you find yourself being slightly swan-like you know it's all going oh my god oh my god and then you're kind of re-establishing yourself and also because you're going back in at a senior level you know if you've been out for a little bit you you have got to remind yourself and on top of that there's a million things going on in your head while you're sat in the board meeting talking about cash flow or whatever it might be in in the, that meeting in your head you're going did she take the permission slip in so she could go to her Peter Pan show? Oh, I've forgotten the costume for World Book Day and I forgot to order school dinners. But it's OK. Now, hang on. Who's taking them to other swimming lessons? Oh, yeah, that's right. And have I booked babysitter for Saturday night? Because I've got to remember, I've also got a husband who you also want to spend time with, as well as coordinating all of the children and, you know, the house and et cetera, et cetera. So there's a lot that goes on. And that sort of, you know, oh, women can multitask. They bloody can because they have to. And it's not just two tasks. It's like a million things going on at the same time. And all those plates are spinning. And yeah. do you know what? We're going to drop a few. Yes. And what we have to do is not beat ourselves up when those plates smash. Yes. Because they will. Yes. You it's can't do it. Just massive. can't do it all. And yeah. it is the mental load. It isn't yeah. just the physical list of to-do list. It's, you know, it all the stuff that's going on, all those cogs turning in your head, because we think that we've got to be in control. I'm, I mean, I'm a control freak, but, you know, the things you feel you have to be in control of. And actually, sometimes it's okay to go, can you help do that? Can you do that? And it really doesn't matter that she's gone into school in Mufti and actually it wasn't a Mufti day yeah. and everyone else is in school uniform. Yeah. Actually, it does matter, but you've got to just, you know find a plan B and get some uniform into her quickly before yes. you are completely you know disowned as a parent until they reach 21. <laughs> and this is where I think the pandemic has had some positive impact because actually for me returning to work although there was that huge sort of life shift adjustment of trying to find that right balance the pandemic has sort of shifted the way in which we do work now because there's so much more happens remotely and you've got blended working so the ability to be able to actually do some stuff from home and some stuff in the office and we've always been very fortunate in in having a bit of flexibility just by nature of attending shows and um you know visiting different parts of the world sort of but we've got that ability to work remotely so but it it helps you know having the ability to say do you know what i'm gonna work from home today throw a load of washing on in the morning and hang it up on my break you know and, and and get that other stuff done sort of in between it sort of feels like it just takes that little bit of the edge off of the the guilt of sort of the long days because you know pre pre-family life you had the flexibility to to stay late or sort of go out and sort of do as you please without having to suddenly then think right okay need to think about dinner times and bedtimes and and the things that particularly when you've got a young family sort of come with all of with all of that so definitely there's been well, some positives to it time limits when you have small children you've literally got to get get to a daycare center by yep. a certain time otherwise itch yep right so yeah so I, I, I mean that's quite tempting sometimes isn't it is there an overnight <laughs> service oh i'm sorry i miss you've closed the doors i can't possibly you'll have to keep them overnight okay no problem i mean you've got to find the silver linings true. true but the flexibility you're absolutely right you know yeah. covid was an awful thing that's happened to everybody but you have to try and find some silver linings from terrible situations and I, I think that in every walk of life and you know one of the things is, is flexible working and you know the marine industry is it's a male-dominated industry which is fine but it's uh, it I think has always been fairly traditional in lots mm. of ways yeah with not necessarily a consideration to what the shift patterns might be because of school pickups and drop-offs and I think that's where 
you know, COVID has started making companies be just that little bit more agile and thinking yeah. we do want to have more women in the business and we do want to support the women that are already in the business. So how can we do that from a from a, a company perspective? And that is looking at the start and finish time of, of shift patterns. That is the flexible working. I mean, for me, you know, I'm still, I mean, my youngest is just in her last three weeks of primary school before she moves to secondary school, at which point, you know, I will absolutely not be allowed to walk her to school because that no. is the, the absolute height of embarrassment. We are so cringeworthy. We are yeah. completely the yeah. most uncool people that have ever walked this earth until they turn about 18 and, you know, they realise that you're quite useful to buy them a drink in the pub. Uh, and then it all changes again, right? So you're you're back in the cool stakes. But for the time being, no matter how cool you are, you're deeply uncool. And... Um, of whatever call you think you are you're still deep down call but you know it, it's just that bit for my son he obviously walks home and if I'm working from home I'm just there yeah he doesn't you know he doesn't really want to talk to me very much you know how's you good day you're the old grunt here and there and it's all yeah. fine but I but I think it's mostly for, for I, I think it's mostly for me but I think secretly they quite like it too they do that on yeah. those days and it just breaks up a bit yeah. that you know on the days you're at home you're just there if yeah. they need something and on the yeah. days you're not you know dad's there and that for us was the right sort of, you know, balance. Yeah. But it kind of surges some of the the guilt that comes with, you know, not that you should feel guilty for wanting to pursue a career and, you know, and get that own sort of self-reward and self-recognition. And I think it's really important for children to see both their parents, you know, working hard in whatever field that might be. But, you know, I always say to my kids, the more you put into something, the more you get out. And if, you know... If you work hard and you see the personal satisfaction reward of doing that and you know you could, we talk about it we talk about well i, I always mm. say kids don't actually do what you say they do what you do yeah, yeah. so if you're god i hope that's not true in every bit <laughs> I, mean, I was a really horrible teenager and i really don't need oh, but they didn't see you do that you see no. so you're okay as long you're as okay. their granny doesn't tell them or their uncle <laughs> but if they see especially for the girls if they see their mums working yeah. hard and they see them achieving certain career path and yeah. so on and so forth then they kind of assume that's the norm and then and then they say oh well that's what my mom did so clearly i'm capable of doing that yeah. because mum did it and um I think that's a really clear illustration that we give to our children as working mothers. And also, I've got two boys, and they assume that all women work yeah. because I worked. So that, that that's just an assumption for them. Yeah. They, they don't think any different about it because that's what I did. That's what, you know, I run businesses. I'm a woman, and I run businesses. That's what they think happens. So, um, Danny, you're in a very different part of the world at the moment you're not cringeworthy yet no i'm okay. still hilariously funny you know at everything so cherish those moments <laughs> yeah. Yeah. when they look up at you with those adoring eyes and go i love my mommy you know grab that while you can yeah. danny because yeah. it's, it's a short-lived moment and oh. um uh, yeah we get cringeworthy and then yeah we get it's lovely when they come back again out of that isn't it and into that 20s and yeah. and and they you I, I hadn't thought about when I had children the fact that I get to spend time with some awesome adults um, because that's what my boys are now and I really enjoy spending time with them and they are sensational human beings and I didn't even, I didn't think about that when I had kids no and, and I don't think we do so um, 
So I think um, those are all important. But that, that level of confidence that you lost when you went away and you came back, I think we need to make women out there very aware that we're all going through that and um, that it's okay to kind of learn on the job again a bit more. Yeah, you've got to, you've got to embrace it. And I think it's, you can't let the fear of it hold you back or the limitations and suddenly think, oh, because there's so often I think people think you can't sort of find that balance and it is a balance you know there's you you i'd love to say you can have it all but you you know the reality of the world is you do have to compromise on some things but that doesn't necessarily mean that just because you become a parent you've then got to sacrifice everything else that you were before you became a parent because you do take on a new you suddenly become a new person you're then mum or dad or or whatever sort of role you're you're taking on sort of when you become a parent but it's doesn't define everything about you and actually there is a whole sort of world that happens sort of once they don't need you quite as much and it's just trying to find the balance that works for you and your family and you know what brings you joy at night and so you can kind of feel like you're getting that level of satisfaction but and I think the best thing we can do as women is support the other women that are in a similar situation and I remember when you came back from maternity leave I actually had that conversation with you and said it's bloody hard coming back after maternity leave isn't it and actually you feel like Things have changed. Sometimes teams have changed and people have changed. Processes have changed. You know, what happened six months ago, especially when you've been somewhere a long time like you have, you know every little nook and cranny of, you know, shows or whatever might be happening. And then actually you went on maternity leave during the pandemic as well. So we were all doing things and learning new ways. So sort of 12 months later, everything is quite different and you know that makes it even harder to then come back into um, into that. I think, and you know, I think I was quite quick to say to you, it does get easier, but it is it is quite tricky. And I think all we can do is is support our fellow female colleagues who are going through different you know different things in their lives. But as particularly maternity leave, you know, you shouldn't feel you know that you've stepped backwards because you've had time out for being on maternity no. leave you're absolutely as valid and important as you ever were and you absolutely should be given some grace to get yourself back into the game because if you were a new starter you would have a grace period of being able to learn about the business and get back into it well you kind of almost got to think of it in those senses that you're a new starter albeit you've got a wealth of of experience and knowledge coming back in but you know find find let you find your feet again and you know because everything does change in in you know in in corporate life and you know whether that's six months nine months 12 months um no i think you just have to be supportive and understanding the situation and and i, and I think that's the best you can do and i and i and, think also um in coming back as a mum we get this thrown this baby we get yeah, no catch. training <laughs> try not to drop it what to do with them how to keep them alive yeah so if they're you know we've got all these new things we never knew we had to do Nobody, there's no degree in, in childcare, so. Um, oh, thank God, I'm not sure. <laughs> Such a good result. That's my real degree. <laughs> but when you come back to the workforce, I think as a parent, you come back a different person because you you have skills that you didn't have before mm, you had 100%. those children. You have patience. You have tolerance. Most of the time. No, you do. A bit more, more than, than we than had. had. Yeah. More than you, you have, have, for more sure. More than you had. Yeah. You're, you're less self-centred yeah. because it's mm. all about the kids, so you're entirely focused on them. 
Um, you're also so time efficient because you, you know, we used to take half an hour to do our makeup before we had the kids, and now we do it in five minutes if we do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and you um, so there and and you're you're less um, you cope with problems easier, I think, because you just solve it. You just get it. You got to get it done because the, you just got to get it done. And you also are less. Um, that's what I'm looking for. You're, you're less dramatic because. You're, you're sort of more... You're definitely calmer because... Perspective is different, yeah. isn't it? You, you've come yeah, back to a much... You have to roll up your sleeves and just get on with it. And, you know, this yeah. has been the same experience I've had talking to other friends in the past. You know, maybe a, a friend who, once upon a time, if she was feeling a bit under the weather, would just be the kind to kind of climb under the duvet and just take the day off sick. And, you know, she had a family and then suddenly it was like, can't do that anymore. And so it was just... I think your resilience becomes um, a lot stronger because actually... You can't just drop everything and say, you know, what, I'm going to have a duvet day today and just not think about anyone because, unfortunately, sort of even if your your corporate life sort of might stop at um, at the office door, sort of your your family life and everything that that entails, you've still got to feed them, clothe them, bathe them, and keep them alive. Generally, when they tend to, at the age my son is, do everything they can to oppose that. So <laughs> I think that's a great word. Way. Resilience, yeah. I think, is I yeah. think is a brilliant choice of word there, and and I don't think you, know, you don't want to paint it as a negative. Having kids is the best thing I've ever done in my entire life, and yes, will, that will remain the case for as long as I live. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't change a thing. And that doesn't mean that it's not okay. It, you know, it, it doesn't mean that it's bad to say sometimes it's really hard, mm-hmm. and that's okay too. Mm-hmm. And it's a juggle, and there are days when you do actually want to climb under the duvet, and sometimes the bottle of wine and just like <laughs> down it. Close the door and wishes that all went away and just go, I just, let me get off for, for a minute. I just yes. want to get off. Yes. And that's okay. And it's great if you've got a support network around you to kind of support that, that kind of like drunk duvet moment or whatever that might, you know, whatever it is that you need to do. Yeah. But I think you're right. Resilience is the thing. Resilience in the workplace, because, you know, I, and that's not, I think in some environments, there well, people that, oh, you weren't here, you're on maternity leave, so you wouldn't, you know, and, and, there's almost like, not a lack of respect, but there can be. And I have, and certainly not here, but uh, at Princess, but in, I've got a friend of mine who came back from, from a year off from maternity leave and just felt that she was very much treated as a second class citizen because she'd mm-hmm. missed a year. Yeah. And wasn't as, you know, up to speed with things. Well, hang on, that comes back to the bit that I was just talking about. It's like, give people that period of grace to get their feet back under the table, support them through those and that transition, because it's a transition, because it's not going back to how it was before you left. Mm. If you, especially when you're going from naught to one child. Mm. You know, when you left, you were one person. You've come back, you're a different person, you've changed in all the ways that you've talked about and with that resilience as well. But also you've got some other priorities that you need to fit in. And that doesn't make you less good at your job than you were before you left. There'd be lots of qualities that you'll bring to it that'll make you much better, but you've just got to do it in a slightly different way. And you know what? If your child's ill and can't go to childcare and you're at home, that's okay too. That doesn't mean, oh, not here because the child's sick. It's just a different set of priorities. And actually what you end up doing is working outside of those hours and other in other ways and more efficiently Mm. and better than perhaps before because it has to be focused and those spinning plates are, are spinning and you're keeping them all going. And, and there's still the team player that doesn't want to let, let the rest of the team of course, down. So absolutely. you're still going to make up for it at another yeah. time. And yeah. this is where I think a supportive team makes a world yes. of difference in that mix, but also advocating for yourself and actually not being afraid to say, do you know, I, I can't, yeah. that, that's I just help. not going to work for me. Or yeah. um, 
you know, I need that little bit of extra time to sort of get up to speed on this because I've had a bit of time out and... And not be judged for it. Yeah. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. And that's where we all, you know, the rest of the team have to be supportive. And, I, you know, we're very lucky because we have a really supportive mm. team. Yeah. Um, but I know for sure that's not the case with friends of mine who've worked in other companies. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And I guess it's also... Um, being kind to each other as well. Nobody ever knows what everybody else's situation is at home with their children or, you know, um, I've, I've had moments in my life when when I've had news about one of my children when they were very young that was really bad and, and you just have to get through that and handle it and you don't know that that's happening. So I think um, as with anyone, that can happen to anybody that's got children that hasn't got children. Um, being supportive and being kind to each other. If you, if somebody feeling a little bit off, um, that's working with you that day, maybe ask them, are you, are you okay? Is, is everything? And and if they get to blurt that out and and just share that, then that's a moment they when they need your support and so on and so forth. So. Um, kindness and support in, in teams is yeah paramount. Absolutely, it's yeah. what makes it's the difference between make and break for a lot of teams because actually you get out what you put in, and if you don't have a supportive environment for for, for your team, whatever their circumstance be, you know whether or not it's sort of supporting a working parent or or whatever else it might be, it, it all falls apart. So yeah, you definitely get out what you put in. Mm. So I guess what we're saying to the girls out there that. Um, that work and then have children and then come back that it is okay it's all okay you can do it you can do it and why shouldn't you do it and it's good it's good for your children to see resilience and to see a busy working mum who will also and actually the when you're a busy working mum you really make an even bigger effort to carve out time quality time with your kids as well but you know what it's also okay to have children and go on extended maternity leave and not feel you've got to rush straight back to work. Because what's okay is what works for your family setup and what you're comfortable with. And any which way is fine because it's your choice and there should be no judgments about that. And you know, and when you do decide you want to come back into work, whether that is after three months, six months, 12 months, five years, 10 years, 20 years, even if that's into a different type of um, industry, well, yeah. It, but view it as an exciting challenge in the next chapter and not as a really scary, onerous thing that is almost in the too hard tray because it's never too late and it's it, it's really, it's not. It's a, it's a new learning, exciting chapter to uh, to embark on. Yeah. And something you said there actually reminded me of something that I probably need to share as well, that um, I was sometimes that mum that turned up too late at school to pick up the kids. Did they keep them and overnight okay. for you? <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and I think my boys are, because they've had to solve problems themselves, because they've had to make lunch for themselves, whatever they've had to do, because I've had something come up, up at work that's meant that I haven't been able to do what I needed to do for them right then. Um, I think they are stronger people because of that as well. And I don't think that's a bad thing either. No. The kids don't remember the time that you were late to pick them up. They oh, remember. No, they remind me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, your kids have got a great memory, but you know, but they they remember feeling loved. Yeah. Over and above anything else, and they remember fun times, and they remember the quality moments. And if they feel supported and nurtured and cared and loved for, that's what they t- that's what they'll remember from their childhood. They won't 
I mean, apart from your kids, obviously, they won't go. Yeah, and my childhood was all right, except, you know, my mum was really late twice to pick me up from school and it was awful. No, they won't. They'll just be well-rounded, thoroughly nice people, yeah. hopefully. Yeah, which they are. Well, Which there you go are, then. Yeah. And, and, so the fact that you were late I mean. hasn't... Yeah, that's what I mean. They, they take that on and they deal with it, which if they're, I guess, too protected, yeah, um, they don't necessarily do that and they, they don't grow up as much. I and think. as much, I think, as, you know, we were talking earlier about being supportive and kind to kind of everyone around you, but actually you've got to be kind to yourself because none of us are perfect. As much as I'd like to pretend I am, you know, we all have those moments where you think, oh, I've mucked that up. I really shouldn't have done that. And, you know, it's like when you do feel like you're failing at everything in life, whether or not it be parenthood or professional, sort of, you know, you've just got to be kind to yourself and sort of give yourself a break and just say, I'm not perfect. Yeah. It's, yeah, there's a lyric in a song that's out in the charts at the moment and said that says, um, it's a bad day, not a bad life. And I think that's a really yeah. important lesson to take. Actually, so profound <laughs> in my music <laughs> listening. I know. <laughs> but it's just this line that resonates. I think sometimes yeah. You know, yeah. I need to remember to tell myself and anyone else that needs to hear it every now and again, it's a bad day, but it's not a bad life. Yeah, that's brilliant. What a way to finish. Oh, I love that. <laughs> Emma and Danny, thank you so much for being with us on the podcast. I know there are a whole bunch of women out there that really enjoyed hearing the reality of our chat um that it is okay that we can drop the ball every now and then as long as we pick it up again at some point um that having kids is awesome um it has its challenges but it is the most amazing thing in the world and those of us who are lucky enough to have them are very blessed to do so so it's been lovely having you here girls i've really appreciated your time thank you so much emma and danny well, thank you, Nikki. You're great welcome. to chat. Really enjoyed it. Thank you. And that's another great episode of the Boat Princess podcast. I look forward to seeing you on the water soon. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Boat Princess podcast. I hope you've enjoyed it. And if you'd like to know more about what I do and where I am, then you can follow me on Instagram at the Boat Princess. You can also sign up to my newsletter on my website, which is theboatprincess.com. Take care of yourselves, everyone, and hopefully we'll see you on the water soon.